Hey, it's Grant Morris. I'm the host of Happy Hour. The show is going to start in just a minute, but before we do get going, I wanted to tell you a couple of small things. One thing is we're looking for a salesperson. If you can sell and you'd like to make some money and you don't have an incredibly expensive lifestyle, get in touch with us. Our contact information is on our website. It's neworleans.com. The other thing is if you're listening to this show on iTunes or Stitcher, thanks for subscribing. Take a moment to rate and review us if you've got a moment. That helps other people find us and it's very helpful. The third thing is we're going to start a Kickstarter fund. I think we've started it already, not to raise money for this show, but to raise money to buy the Algiers Ferry. That's the idea. We just kicked this off. Go to our Facebook page, It's New Orleans, and see we're waiting for Facebook, I mean, waiting for Kickstarter to approve everything. So in the meantime, all the information is on our Facebook page. It started off as a joke on Twitter with a conversation with a couple of people, and it's turned into something slightly more than joke although not much more. But go check it out. It's on our Facebook page. Time to start the show. It's happy hour again from Central City, New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. We're live at Casa Borrega. Do you want to try saying that? Borrega. 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 Thank you, everybody. You did it. That's four out of four. Casa Borrega is on Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard in Central City, New Orleans. It's a bar, it's a restaurant, and it's a live music venue. And guess what? It's not even open yet. It's going to be open in about three weeks or four weeks or so. Go like Casa Borrega on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, and find out what's going on here when it happens. In the next 60 minutes, you're going to meet just four of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans, and you'll get to hear some live music as well. Quite a lot of it at the end of the show. You might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun, and enjoy great music. But there's a fair chance you know that already, so let's get right on with doing nothing. But enjoying the next 60 minutes of happy hour together, my special guest sitting around the table here at Casa Borrega. Ah, Tom Verisco. Tom is the creative director of Tom Verisco Designs. Not all that imaginatively yeah, titled, yeah. I suppose, but, mm-hmm. but pretty good. A design and branding studio here in New Orleans. And Tom is the author of several well-known books, notably Spoiled. One of my favorites, it's a photographic record of Hurricane Katrina refrigerator art. Oh, beautiful. You guys see that thing? No. It's great. You haven't seen that? Well, Mm. you've had about eight years, I think almost. It's hurricane Mm. season again, by the way. Happy hurricane season, everybody. Let me be the first to to remind you that it's hurricane season. Um, uh, Anyway, Spoiled is a photographic record of Hurricane Katrina refrigerator art. And Tom's latest book is called Jackson Squared, an irreverent celebration of our city's most famous destination, for some strange reason, it says here, published by Chin Music Press in Seattle? It is. Why did some joint in Seattle publish a book about New Orleans? I guess we'll get on to that in a minute, shall we? Well, you want to tell me now? You can tell me. Uh, no, no, we can wait till everyone. Okay, we'll wait till everyone. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Tom Verisco is also a filmmaker. His films have won awards and festivals across the country and around the world. His latest is Was It the End? Which actually does not have a question mark after it, does it? Correct. Was It the End? How do you say Was It the End without it being a question? Was It the End? Was it the end? <laughs> you just okay. go down, you don't go up. I know, but you used to, used to going up, was it the end? I mean, Which is just one top honors. It won first prize in the Corpus One Minute Cinema Competition. So if, any, if only everybody could make films that were just one minute long, I would actually go to the movies. Sure. Wouldn't you? <laughs> Yeah, for I a mean, minute. Really, for a minute. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you? Because, I, I mean, who's got two hours to sit there and you, when you know how it's going to end every time? Yeah. <laughs> was it the end? Unfortunately, that's the way everybody feels about looking at or hearing or reading about everything. Everything, now. yeah. But who actually, can be bothered, I, right? Yeah, that's why it's called a short film festival. I yeah. Think. Well, that's been our show for today. Thank you so much for joining us <laughs> on Happy Hour. My other guests sitting around the table are Troy Marks. Troy is the founder and lead singer of Troy Marks and No Idea. 
Troy is also the owner publisher of the NOLA Wedding Guide magazine. Okay, that's a sentence I've never said two in a row. A singer and the publisher of a magazine called NOLA Wedding Guide. Absolutely. Okay, this is going to be an interesting hour. Which is the best-selling wedding magazine in the Gulf South. Troy is also the producer of two hugely successful bridal expos a year at the Pontchartrain Center in Canada. I love weddings. <laughs> who, hey, who doesn't love a wedding, right? Uh, it's the reception. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew was seeing you at a wedding just two weeks That's ago. That's true, I was, yeah. Who doesn't love a wedding? It's a beautiful thing. That's right. You get to meet some hot chicks nonstop, I suppose. Anyway. And it's profitable, too. Yeah. For your rock singer and a bride expert. Absolutely. How could you do better than that for picking up women? <laughs> uh, why didn't uh, you think of that, Andrew? Why can't I see anything today, by the way, do you think? I don't know, maybe... I maybe I had too much to drink already. Brush off the, the glasses, maybe. I, I can't see a fucking thing. It does say mostly sober on the... It does say mostly sober, yeah. Mostly. Oh, I'm sober right now, almost. Yeah. Mostly, I suppose, is accurate. Oh, where did I get up to, for Christ's sake? Along with his wife, Suzanne. Is that how it's pronounced? Suzanne. Suzanne. Oh. God, wouldn't you know it? <laughs> <laughs> Along with his wife, Suzanne, Troy is the co-owner of Susie Marks. Now, why didn't she call it Suzanne Marks Videography? Uh, it had a better ring. Susie, Suzanne, Susie. too formal. Was it the end? Susie Marks Videography, one of the busiest video studios in New Orleans. Troy Marks is about to begin recording his first solo album of all yes. original material. Yes. At Tom Drummond's prestigious yes. Fudge Recording Studios. Yes, yes, yes. I'm very excited. Are you working that. with Tom on that? or are you just um, working with Jack Neely. Jack Neely. Yes. What's Jack's deal? Jack's a great producer. He also plays in the Molly Ringwalls, but he's a okay. fantastic producer. So, all right. Getting ready to start that. Really excited about it. Well, I didn't realize. I didn't realize that you were a musician as well. I thought you were here because you were a bridal expert. Well, I, I'll be here however you want me to be. Okay. Can you sing something? Sure. Do you play the piano? Uh, no, but I can sing really well. Just unaccompanied, like American Idol audition. When I'm down and feeling low. And confusion has touched my soul. How I need some place where I can hide away. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That was easy. Thank you. Talking of music, Michaela is back. Hi, Michaela. Hi, how are you doing? Michaela, I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Michaela's making her second appearance here on Happy Hour. She was a big hit last time when she came with her ukulele. This week she's back by the other end of the spectrum. She bought a piano with her. Michaela's been described as a sexy, sultry, cynical, intelligent, and at times unsettling force of nature. Who wrote that? I don't know, but I read it last time and I thought, man, I this it wasn't is you. awesome. Was it you? <laughs> Just totally say it. not me. <laughs> who, who did write that? I have not. I, I sent you my bio. That's you, not what Do you want to read it? <laughs> you can, I mean, you want to read it about yourself? Don't get so mean. Do you read it? You can read it about yourself. Just say, I am a sexy, sultry. I'm, I'm not going to say <laughs> that. You want to say that? Oh, I think it's great. I'll say it. I'm a sexy, sultry, nice. cynical, intelligent, and at times unsettling. Now, don't you feel better? Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm good now. Yeah. I'm will, you, will you marry me? <laughs> Does that go up or down at the end of the Will you marry me? <laughs> will you marry me? Marry That's me? not a question, so I feel comfortable this now. This is so. the end. You can hear Michaela on her first recording, Simply Titled Michaela. <laughs> You can also hear her perform live here today and all around New Orleans in downtown bars and on occasion on the street in the French Quarter and on other occasions with the fabulous, talented, gorgeous and always charming Andrew Duhon. Hey! Hey! Right. Who is sitting right to my right here. Andrew Duhon is our uh, traveling troubadour. Well, troubadour. What do we call you now? I don't know, man. Happy Hour Troubadour. We did the Happy Hour Troubadour. Let me decide on Happy Hour yeah. Troubadour. Sure. Andrew travels around the world and uh, across the country. When he comes back to town, settles down here with us at Happy Hour, plays a song or two. Sometimes stuff that he's recorded before, other times stuff he's working on. Mm -hmm. So we'll find out what that's going to be today. And I believe we, that we sure Michaela will. told me that you guys met when she first came to town somehow. Yeah. Right? Totally, yeah. What uh, happened? My favorite open mic night in town, Carrollton Station. Uh, meet all, all kinds of great people there. If you play songs, whether you're 
just starting out or you've been playing for years, it's a great place to bring that brittle little new piece of material that you wrote and play it and yeah. just see what happens. It's so yeah. comfortable there. Everyone's yeah. so nice and just loves that people come in and do what they love to do. It's yeah. great. So how did you meet? You So you went there. You were, are you, you yeah, were we were playing there? Yeah, we were playing there, yeah. Yeah. You're both playing open mic night. Yeah, and we were both like, hey, you don't suck. You don't suck either. <laughs> yeah, here's my card. Want to get paps? Was, yeah. was everybody else pretty terrible? Uh, no. You know, the problem with the open mic is mediocrity is the most boring thing. You want it on yeah. either side of the spectrum. You want someone you know? really terrible you can yeah, laugh so at. so bad that it's good. Or good. Okay, who's got my drink? Mm. More any, importantly. Has anybody, seen, has anybody seen my drink? Where did it go? I thought it was that it there. And it's gone. There's nothing Did in I it. finish it already? Maybe so. Holy Uh-oh. crap. Okay, I have to get another one. It came to the end. Okay, was it, was it the end? <laughs> no question mark. It was. So you, when, how long ago was that, Michaela, when you first got here? Um, it was in, I guess, September? About, about nine months ago. Just wow. nine months ago? Wow. Wowee, that's not long. Nope. So this is the first time you've been here for the summer, which started about yeah. two Well, I've, I've been to New Orleans in the summer. I haven't lived oh, okay. here in the summer. All right. Though. So this wasn't a shock to you yesterday when it no. suddenly hit 90. Oh, no, 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 no. Was it a shock to me? It. Was it a shock to you, Tom? Yes. No, that's not it, a question. It, it, that wasn't a question. <laughs> that was a statement. Okay, here it is. Yes? <laughs> uh, every year it's a shock to Isn't me. it? I, I can't yeah. stand the summertime here. I really can't. I don't like the beach either, so what am I doing here? But uh, you're right. I have a question, though. What's, what's, uh, I'm surrounded by musicians here. Yeah. Ben. Well, Grant, I'm not a musician. Grant, you may be a musician. No, so. I'd love to be there. I wouldn't but, be sitting here if I was a musician. But I want to know, like, uh, and maybe this is Troy's question, you know, what's, what's, the, most requested, what's the most requested song? Yeah. Well, I, I think it, it depends upon where you are as a musician. For these guys, they're in a different, whole nother stratosphere than I am. I'm, I'm a, I've reached a point in my career where I, I just sort of went into the casino wedding market where I play cover music and get paid and go home and I'm home at midnight. So for me, I hate to tell you it's Brown Eyed Girl, but... <laughs> You know, for for these guys, if you don't play Brown Eyed Girl, they're going to request it all night long, and you get tired of looking at it. So finally, you just go, let's get it over with early, and then we'll move on. (laughs) It's funny funny he mentions that, because that Newport Beach wedding you were telling me about. No, you were telling me about it. Well, right. Yeah, right. That's 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 okay. Of course. um, I wasn't there. Nobody invited me to that. When I first got the email about that, and he said it was a wedding, I, I kind of was you know, apprehensive as I am when I get the wedding email. <laughs> but then he said, look, we don't want you to play, play Brown Eyed Girl. He actually said that. <laughs> yes, okay. He did. He did. He's like, wow. we want you to play your stuff. Oh, great. Well, Tom, you know, had that's, you? that's a good wedding. Sweat off the brow. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Hey, can you play Brown Eyed Girl? No. You can't even play it. I mean, if I had to play it right now, I'm sure I could figure out the chords to play it. It's three we chords. Could, yeah. yeah, but congratulations for not knowing that song. <laughs> why, don't we have Troy, Fantastic. why don't we have Troy play it and we can all sing? Uh, We're just a verse and chorus. How Come about on. we don't and say we did? Okay. <laughs> Do you hate it? Um, I, I don't hate it. When I pull up to my house and I see how beautiful it is, I, I'm pretty happy about it. But in general, when you're in the middle of it, it's you know you, you close your eyes and get through it. But I, you know, I'm really saying that in jest because I, I I feel blessed to be able to still play. I, I played music my whole life. Yeah. I haven't worked a day in my life. So even what do you call the bridal expert? Well, I mean, even that, that's creative to me. Like, we, yeah. we put out a new magazine every three months. So what are we going to do to top the last one? This photo shoot. I, we just did a photo shoot at the W Hotel yesterday. And a beautiful bride and, you know, different uh, decorations. And it's very creative. So everything I do in my life is creative. I don't, I've never worked a day. But singing Brown Eyed Girl is a pain in the ass. Yeah, let, let, me, let me tell you that. Yeah, I, I mean... 
in defense of Van Morrison. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah. originally, if you if you hear the song and you don't hear it at a wedding reception yeah. every week or something, mm -hmm. it's really not a bad pop song. Yeah, but he was you know, drunk all the yeah, time too. Well, so. yeah, and I think maybe still is. But, <laughs> yeah. but I was at a wedding reception recently, and Deacon John was was playing, mm -hmm. and he sang Deacon Blues, you know, Steely Dan song. Yeah. I had never heard. I mean, not that I go to a bunch of wedding receptions, but I've been to a few, and yeah. I've never heard anyone sing that song. Mm. You know, and I'm yeah. sure it's because he's Deacon John. He's saying yeah. Deacon sure. Blues. But it was sure. pretty great. Anyway, yeah. that's it. Well, did he do Brown Eye Girl? Did he do? I, I don't know. I wasn't there long enough, you know. But mm. it, probably someone did request it, you know. But I didn't know oh, that's yeah. what you were going to say. That's so no. funny. What, what were you thinking it was going to oh, be? I, I had no idea. Was but you know feelings? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, don't, don't Stop Believing by Journey is oh, the yeah. new Brown Eyed Girl. So that's another oh, really? one that you're just like, oh. Well, you know. What year did that come out? Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Uh, probably in the 80s, huh? I would think. I don't know. Brown Eyed yeah. Girl was earlier than that, was it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would think. Um, I'm not. I'm no music historian, but I think um, you know Van Morrison was what '60s. Well, I think that's probably the late '60s. Yeah. Brown Eyed Girl. Would you yeah. get a different answer to that question if you were in a different city? Probably, hmm. probably. What do you yeah. think it would be? And uh, I think if you were in Chicago, it would be Chicago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you were in Alabama, it'd be Sweet Home Alabama. That's right. That's true that, too. You know, that's I wonder true. why Brown Eyed Girl was popular in New Orleans. What does it say about New Orleans? I don't. I don't know. I, I tell you what, the wedding, weddings here are awesome. Like I, I have a friend that plays weddings in New York, and he told me, "Man, you guys are so spoiled because it's like twelve-hour day. They have a sit-down dinner, and then they have a cocktail hour, and then they have a two-hour break, and then they have like weddings here are three or four hours." And we go in and still bitch about it. What do you do for the two-hour break while you're at a wedding? Yeah, I don't know. I'd be interested in going to one of those. Sneak into the closet? Yeah. I think you mingle with the singles is what you do. <laughs> That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. So, so you do you play weddings mostly is what you're saying? Yes. And, yes. and you're like a bride or Well, I'll, I'll tell you expert. briefly. I feel like I'm talking way too much. But I will, um, I'll tell you briefly. Like I, I was the first guy to really try to really delve into the wedding market with my band because I, I got tired of the club scene. Um, so what, year really, were, what year are we talking about there? Um, I started in 94. No idea. It's been, what, 18, 19 years, whatever. So, um, yeah, I was fortunate that the casino boom was just popping up. So I got in the Beau Rivage and I got into all these casinos on the ground floor. But going into the weddings, it's just so easy. It's three hours and you're home. But then one day I was doing this bridal show where I brought the band there and there's photographers and florists and everything and the brides come and you, you know, ply your trade to them. Oh, hire us. And um, I spoke to the gentleman. His name was Bob Walker. He was an old radio DJ here. Mm. He owned the show. And uh, I just walked up to him. We were setting up and I said, man, how long are you going to do this? And he's like 70. How long are you going to keep this magazine? He goes, oh, I still love it, whatever. Six months, he sends me an email. Were you serious about what you said? And I'm like, serious? I'm surprised that Bob Walker knew how to send anybody an email. Yeah. <laughs> he must Actually. know Bob. So, uh, I, you know, what do you mean, am I serious? Well, you said you wanted to buy my magazine. And I'm like, no, nah, I was just asking you how much longer you're going to do it. But that's how opportunity, you know. So it but just kind of presented just, itself. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you had no intention of buying it? You Absolutely were just, You were just making small talk I'm with the guy. I'm making small talk. But isn't it funny how life works out? And that... That was we've owned it now for three years and it's been really really financially lucrative. But not only that, creatively, it's just such a you know I've, I've grown to love the industry now. But you couldn't have known anything about it. I didn't. I did. So how did you know what to do? Um, just like everything else I do, you just feel your way through it. You know, you 
But like when the host it's says, it's a strange thing to say about a bride, probably. You know, you <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that, you really, but I mean, not, well, you have a magazine, you have to have it out yeah. by, you know, the, the printer by the 16th right. of June or something. Well, How the hell do you know what well, to do? Well, you know, next? I mean, Bob was good in selling me the magazine. He helped me with the transition and all. But at, at the end of the day, it, it, it's just being creative. It's another creative outlet of, of you know, what does your eye see? Does it, does it work or does it not? And if it works, right. you know it. So the magazine is called what? NOLA Wedding Guide. NOLA Wedding Guide. Yeah. And Walmart, gonna, Barnes & Noble, we're all over the place. And if you're going to get married in New Orleans, it's the Bible. It is, that's exactly what they called it for years. Is It's the Wedding Bible of New Orleans. So. Okay. Who's Tom, have you got married? Are you married or single? I am married. Did you get married here? No, I got married in New York. We looked. Oh, did you have a two-hour break in your wedding? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? The flight. Yeah, <laughs> we got married two months after the towers fell in uh, in New York. Actually, wow. yeah, it was it was pretty great. Uh, can we just this was the end? Uh, no, it was it was great fun. I mean, I had a question about performing here a minute ago. I mean, you know, I'm the only one who's not a musician. I think sitting at the table, but you know, it seems to me that you know, I don't know what Troy. What do you think? It's work that you do or anything? You know, when you're singing or and uh, playing for wedding receptions or weddings and everything. But it seems to me that you all three must really like to perform, as you do, Grant, and mm. that's what you're doing here, right? No, this I is mean, what I'm like at home. <laughs> <laughs> so you and would you like some eggs yeah. in the morning? <laughs> 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 yeah. But I mean, I would think you love to perform, sure. I mean, even though you're maybe not the same kinds of singers. No, absolutely. You, you, mm. know, you must love it if you, or you wouldn't be doing it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That but was a question? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just curious about musicians, because I think most people are petrified to be on stage. I mean, I think mm. everybody now uh hmm. because of social media thinks that they are the center of the universe but mm -hmm. i think i think <laughs> i think basically basically people are still sort of frightened about really performing in front of a bunch of people well, that's a good question that now, that, and now that you can you can be in the studio and really kind of do everything really meticulously there are some people that don't perform as much as you used to when it had to be all live and everything and they can kind of be like here's my album listen to it and then go and sell a bunch and make your money that way yeah, without having to perform. But I think that's a great thing about the city is that there's so much live music everywhere. Mm -hmm. I feel like most everyone that I've seen loves performing. I love well, it. The book, uh, uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to plug the book, but I know this is what it sounds like. Stop plugging plug the book, I'm, I'm, man. I'm, I'm oh, plugging Do it now because so a lot of people t tune out after the first <laughs> 10 minutes or quick. So, Jackson Squared. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I, I lived on Bourbon Street for about nine years, and so every day I would go to Jackson's Square. This was a long time ago, and so I wanted, always wanted to do this book. So when uh, I did it, when we did it last year, near the end of the year, it finally came out. But it was about it's like a year in the life of Jackson Square. I was uh, I'm I'm always like taken by you know single musicians. You know, there was a, a young lady with an accordion who just stopped her bike, got off the bike and played the accord and played about 10 minutes and then got back on the bike and left. But she played, you know, in front of like maybe 15 people for about 10 or 15 minutes, you know. And then there are others who just set up there every day and play and they're, they're sort of workmanlike and they're not very good, but they're there every day. But it's the, it's the people who just like show up and start playing, you know, and they really feel the music, you know, they're not faking it or anything, you know. And I always thought that would be a difficult thing to do, I mean, to just like show up and start. Mm. You know, but being in Jackson Square, and I, I recommended this a minute ago, if you haven't been there in years, and I had not been there in a couple of years when we started this project, uh, it's amazing to see that it's now become even more of a performance space than ever before. Mm. I mean, people use it like their backyard, you know. Mm. I mean, there are people making out in, uh, near the horse, guy on the horse, and then there are people doing gymnastics, and then there are people singing in different corners, you know. You know, I just, I'm sort of amazed by that. You know? Yeah. You have to perform. Yeah. 
You want to hear some performance right now? Wait yeah, till you, yeah, wait yeah, till you see this. We're sitting around, if you're you know, listening to this, we're sitting around a very small table here, shoulder to shoulder, and suddenly you have to you know, sit here and play. I think this is more unnerving probably than, than sitting on a stage in front of a thousand people. Well, when you see that, you know. <laughs> I'm always amazed at how you guys do it, how you can just sit here and start playing. Yeah, I mean, you don't feel any it's pressure, incredible. do you? But Kayla, would you play Brown That Girl? No. Okay, no. <laughs> nope. Thank you. Okay. Sorry about it. You, you, okay, Michaela, what are you going to play today? This is called Just Another Day. Day. 
thank you for bringing that piano. That makes a whole different. Yeah, that was great. That's a whole different thing. You couldn't do that song with a ukulele. No, you couldn't. <laughs> you could not. I mean, you could, but it would be different. That was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Do you think? Uh, do you think you change every day? What do you mean? It's such a loaded question. Is that what the song's about? Um, this actually, I wrote it. It's a loaded question. It's a loaded host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote this drink? when I was in college, and it was kind of. I mean, breaking, taking the step into the music world is a scary thing. It's, it's a leap of faith that you have to take fully or else you shouldn't. If you're not in it to win it, I'm not, okay, that's not to win it, but like <laughs> with your whole soul and everything, then it's just not worth it. And I was trying to declare my major and confused on what I was going to do and nervous about after college because I was in college in a different part of the country than home and I didn't know where I was going to go afterwards. So this kind of was like, you know, I'm still playing with the days that fly right past my eyes, still trying to figure out if I wanted this degree or if I wanted to do music. Um, and then through the end of it, it was kind of, I never actually went on a walk and like passed an old man whistling and then like had a conversation with him. But I've had this conversation with a lot of people and people are like, do what you know you love. And that's like kind of what you were saying. I've never worked a day in my life. Absolutely. That's how I feel when I play music. Mm -hmm. It's not a job to me. It's something I love to do. And it's something that I guess we're really, really lucky mm -hmm. that we well, have. I hear people that we can say this. And then I think I, I wonder often when I hear people say this, because you hear this a lot. Musicians say this sort of thing and actors say this sort of thing. And it takes an incredible amount of courage to do what you've done. But a lot of people aren't that. A lot of people listening to this are working a regular job and wishing they could do something else or feeling that they have to do something else outside of work. You know, they play sports or they have kids or they do whatever they do to, for some sort of fulfillment, but it's, it, it's not so easy to, to do what you've done, well, right? Th there's a fantasy that we're starting to slide into, and that's the idea that, you know, people will say to the guys at the open mic, oh, man, you must be really lucky not to have a, a job. <laughs> and that's not true because not true. if you're not playing music, you're probably promoting music or booking music or looking yeah. for a manager or an agent yeah. or I mean, something. I mean, I have you know? two jobs right. in the service right. industry also, and I, I also volunteer at a radio station, and I work, I mean, just trying to, yeah, promote yourself and book gigs and, and everything like that. It's not just writing music and performing oh, all day. But <laughs> so you do have a day job. I have two day jobs. You have two day jobs. Mm -hmm. One, you work at Commander's Palace. Mm -hmm. And I work a, at uh, Reginelli's town as well so you're both a, great you're a waitress at Reginelli's or you're the hostess there as well I'm I'm a waitress at Reginelli's and I host at Commander's both great very different but uh they're actually teaming up which I didn't know until I got my second job that the the owners of both restaurants are teaming up and opening a new restaurant in I think Baton Rouge huh. Reginelli's yeah, so and Commander's fact. Palace that <laughs> was, yeah, that's something that you well, they're, they're opening another Reginelli's I believe okay so yeah cool Can we call cool Reggie's stuff. Palace maybe <laughs> I'll inquire. So when Sounds do you classy. <laughs> so you work at nights? I work, yeah, I work every night. Except for Wednesday. Wednesday's my music day. I go to WWOZ for three hours and then busk in the quarter for a little bit and then I have band practice. And then if I can book a gig that day, it's my best day to do it. So you're not playing, I mean, you're not working in, a, in, the, in the service industry at all on Wednesday. You're not working at Reginalis right. or Correct. at Commanders. It was the one day that I was like, listen, guys. I need one day of music to just devote myself to music. Do you have your own band? Do you? Um, no, I, I actually joined a band. Someone hmm. that I, one of my coworkers was in a band and they, he came to hear me at Carrollton Station. They opened mic one time and he, the, their singer was just happened to be leaving and they asked me to join them and they're great. They're fantastic. Was wow. their singer Bob Walker? 
Nope. <laughs> that would have been wow. too much of a coincidence. Yes. Oh, but that tends to happen in New Orleans. Yeah. Mm. So it's true. not exactly true then that you've devoted your entire life to, to music because you have two day jobs. Right. And yeah, not my entire life. I'm, I'm working that way, but I got to right. pay my bills. But you know, so. you know what I would say, though? I bet That's you she's true. devoted her entire soul to music. Yes. Even That's when you're at Reginelli's or whether you're yeah. at Commander's Palace, her soul is in mm -hmm. this. Absolutely. And you can't have the talent that what she just did to me was beautiful and gorgeous and a gift and you can't have that gift and not feel it every moment of your life in my opinion all right and i mean i'm working i mean i've only been here nine months i'm working to become a full-time musician but until that happens you know baby steps yeah what do you what would full-time be just being able just to pay make, my bills just play with enough my gigs music. just play yeah. enough gigs around yeah town. yeah and and merchandise selling yeah. that stuff mm -hmm. and I mean, if I put my music up online, my music's free right now online, which I'm going to keep it that way for a while. I just want as many people to listen to it as possible. But if I start charging eventually, maybe my next album, then, you know, revenue from, from that kind of stuff. So this album, you just sent the artwork off to the printer mm -hmm. or whatever it's called now. Is it still called a printer? Yeah. I guess it is. And then, so, but you, so you finished all the music. It's yeah, it was, it was, it's released. It's online. Um, you can go to facebook.com slash Michaela Music. I'm on Reverb Nation and Bandcamp and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, I released it in the end of December, so it's up there. But to have physical copies that I think will be good to hand to venues and to sell it at gigs and stuff. Right. Or maybe I'll just do donation, whatever whatever you want to give. Sell them. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Don't do that, Andrew. I mean, people, people want, when people go see a show, you know, and they, they like it, and then they see a CD, even if it's five bucks, ten bucks, they're like, you know, that's a tip to them, and they get something in return. You know, it's sure. yeah. worth right. it. Well, I'll sell it. People still, yes. still buying. People still buying CDs. Yeah. Only at shows. At shows. Yeah. Only, yeah. yeah, as as kind of a souvenir from that place that they happened upon and saw that person that they liked. You know. Well, Tom, how do you make any money out of making this film that you made? The movie, the one minute movie, was at the end. No, we we make money. Uh, I'm in a, I have a design studio, so the money is made by uh, the design studio. We're a branding studio. The, uh, the that particular film, I just saw that it, you know there was a competition. You know, and Corpus is this premier international stock uh, archive house. You know that uh, has great stock footage, and they said here's a, you know it's a one one minute cinema competition. So I said well, let's just let's do it. And so we saw the images that were available. And if you went first place, you got a laptop, a brand new uh, app, you know, so I won. You know, so it was great. We, we got a Mac uh, for the studio, another one. But it was fun, you know. And for, the, for the most part, those films are done because uh, I just really like film. And the guy who works with me, Eric, uh, is terrific. He's a great editor. He went to film school. He's terrific. We get along great. And so we both like doing it. So we do it uh, probably 30% of the time is spent doing these other projects. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So you didn't shoot <coughs> that movie. You edited not that particular footage. one, but we've done others where I've shot all of it and some of it where I've shot ninety percent of it. It sort of depends on the project. They're mostly experimental short films, which could sound awful, right? But uh, no. we've, been, we've been very fortunate. Uh, but that particular one, you had to use their images. But that mm -hmm. was what the fun with what, what yeah. it was. The concept could be anything you wanted to be, as long as it was up to one minute. Tell us about some of your other movies. Then. Well, we did uh, we did a film called uh, Full Circle in this i don't want to get too convoluted the backstory here but anyway i have a, a a good friend of mine lives in amsterdam she's an artist she's a painter uh, elizabeth kleinveld she's from here originally we did a book together called before during after which uh, 10 photographers uh, uh their experiences during katrina what happened to them afterwards what they started doing after that how their work changed <coughs> excuse me 
So we got along really well. And so she, uh, she said, you know, there's some things happening in Amsterdam. There's uh, all this grant money and everything and, you know, these film competitions. You want to do some of these? So I said, yeah, sure. So uh, recently she got me involved. Uh, uh, there's this exhibit called Earth at this museum in The Hague. And so they had this, they, they just threw the net out and said, anybody wants to do, uh, it could be as long as you want it to be. So we did a three-minute film, and the theme was Earth called full, full Circle, and so it got accepted, so it'll be shown uh, from June through September at this museum over there. Mm. In the Amsterdam. Oh, yes. congratulations. Yes. Oh, cool. thanks. That's awesome. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, oh what, thank you. What the <laughs> hell does it end, the Earth? Uh, <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering, is there an end? I think this could be a, this show. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, when you get your drink, when you, when you get yeah, your drink, you've been drink. missing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, seriously. Wait, what is it? You said Eric. Eric I'm who? Eric Winkowski. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so he works with you in the design studio. Yeah. Which is, what do you design exactly? Well, we do, we do branding for. Uh, Glad you thought that was a funny you know, question. Okay. By the I way. mean, no, I mean, well, a lot, what is, people, what is a lot, a lot of people it? used to think, you know, think, you know, you're an interior decorator. Ah, you know, I, I mean, you know, if you say art director, you know, really don't know what you're talking about. Right. But branding, which is, uh, I'm not crazy about that word, but it's a word that everybody seems to use, whether they know what it means or not. But we do all of uh, Chef John Besh uh, branding. You know, the the okay. websites, the logos, you know, the whole bit. And then uh, we have a couple of other clients, Shops of Canal Place and, uh, uh, you know, the Center for Restorative Breast Surgery, which is uh, on, on St. Charles Avenue. So branding means marketing? I, well, it, mean, it means identity, really. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like how, how whoever your consumer uh, audience, target audience may be, how they perceive you. You know, or how you want to be perceived, but then more importantly, how you how you are perceived. Mm. Prefer so real image. Yeah. yeah, it's image. So when you do you advise John Best whether he should do an interview with someone or be on a billboard or? No, no, we don't do that for him. He's uh, he uh, he has now become uh, a real celebrity. Not that he wasn't before, but he's a real celebrity now. So he's got an agent, and uh, they do all that. What we do is we stick with the restaurants. You know, we don't advise oh, him okay. on who to be interviewed by or you know, what he, where he should go or anything like that. So what do you mean the restaurants? You do the design inside the restaurant? No, we do. We do, we do. <laughs> you're the worst, Grant. We're, 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 well, we're not interior designers. I can't figure out what you're. No, that's what I thought. What we are do, you actually we, doing? We, we do. I said we do the logos. We do the menus. Okay. We, we do did, the website. Okay, we do the website. Did he say the word logo yet? Yeah, yeah, he did. He absolutely yeah, he said did. Said the word logo. Yes, okay, I I'll take it back. Okay. If, if you want, I'll do the interviews. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm teasing you, but seriously, we do. Oh, we do okay. all of that. You know, print and electronic media. Okay. What about Twitter? What about it? You don't do John Bash's Twitter? Well, we, we, we set up accounts for all of our clients. I don't have a Twitter account, but we set up account, accounts for... No. Now why do you not have a Twitter account? Uh, some things I think are a waste of time, and to me, that's a waste <laughs> of time. Mm. You know, that's just If me. it wasn't I for mean, Twitter, we wouldn't be buying the LGS Ferry today. Okay. <laughs> how about that? And how, are you guys in that? on this LGS no, Ferry I, I, thing? I, I wasn't in on that. Okay, so a couple of days ago, I started a Twitter conversation with people about the LGS Ferry. I don't know how it started. Somebody started it, probably not me. And then everyone's complaining about the LGS Ferries going away. There was like a march down no the way. thing. So I said, hey, you know, why don't we start a Kickstarter campaign right. to buy the buy LGS, the LGS Ferry, Ferry for sort of a joke. Wow. Yeah. And now we have a Kickstarter campaign to buy the LGS Ferry. The idea is that everybody in New Orleans, instead of paying a dollar to go across the bridge, pays a dollar to Kickstarter and we buy the fucking ferry. Yeah. Wow. How about that? Awesome. Yeah. And then, so we said, awesome. okay, so if we do that, what would we do? How will we keep it going? So right. Chris True, this is what happened yesterday or the day before. Chris True said, 
I could do comedy shows <laughs> on the ferry. And then Barry Schwartz, who was here, who has got my house, Nola, who does the truck, food trucks. Yeah. She said, I couldn't put a food truck yeah. every day. Different to food truck on the ferry. Okay. So I got to yeah. admit, I've been out okay. of town for... Twitter is everywhere, much, dude. Right. I, I'm not talking about Twitter. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I understand there's no longer a toll on the bridge, right? Correct. That was yeah. voted away. Correct. Yeah. And that subsidized the ferry, yes? Yes. Okay. Did people know what they were voting down and what they were going to lose? Because it just seemed like, do I want to keep my dollar or do I want to <laughs> give my dollar away? I'll keep it. No. Well, you Tom's know, shaking I, his head, and now you're nodding I, as well. I, I, gonna, well no, which I, don't, one I, don't, I don't think people did know what they were voting. No, right. I mean, on I, the ballot, it didn't say, if you say no, you will get your ferry taken away. Right. They, they had you, no you had idea of the issue some, at hand. Yeah, you had to do some But research, you're driving across the bridge every day. Like, we're not. Are you, are you driving anybody I'm, here? I'm driving every no. day, except for that day when I have nothing to do, and it's a Sunday, and the weather is beautiful, so I take a bike ride down Canal, and I just get on the ferry because it's the coolest ride and the biggest river in the country, you know, for free. Yes. You know, come on. It's how, awesome. How can we get rid of that? Well, yeah. we can't get rid of it. That's why we're buying it. Right. Okay. What you, happened was, then, so, so the, gov- the, the money's gone to subsidize because not enough people can, r- only a million people can ride the ferry. And even if you charge them all X couple of bucks, there's not enough money to run the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So the money's got to come from somewhere. So the state said they're going to kick in some money. Okay. And they're probably going to give it to the RTA to run it. But I don't, that's what they're saying now. But it doesn't really look like that's going to happen for real, I don't mm. think. Who knows if that'll happen. But, but if we step in and say we're going to, we've got the three million bucks to buy it with, and we actually, I mean, my idea is you can put advertising on both sides of the ferry, on the, you know, on the round the deck, the bridge thing. Sure. How many million people stand on the dock and yep. watch that thing pull away and come back and right. pull away and come back? Every tourist in town right. watches that thing. Okay. That's got to be a million bucks. We right have a there, designer right, right here. There we go. Tom, are you in? <laughs> we can brand the ferry. Would you want that? Would you want Maybe people can get married on the ferry and uh-huh. then yes, we can have some go. live music Wedding on the ferry. Yeah. Wide open go. photo what, booth. Well, where why would you want that? I mean, why would you want advertising? Well, because we're going to pay for it somehow. got to pay for it. See, that's doesn't always, have that's to always be. the answer. You know, that's why it's called the Mercedes-Benz Super Bowl, a Superdome yeah. now. Yeah, right? yeah but, but mean, how I mean, bad I mean, is that? It looks nicer than it's ever looked. It used to look It looks so like a strip ugly. club with it all those lights. It looks awesome. <laughs> is that bad? Yeah. I enjoy it when I'm driving mm-hmm. on the freeway. I'm Me like, too. oh, look at those lights today. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous, and the roof's all gold or something. It's just now. pretty it's nice. I just, I just think to myself, oh, they changed the scheme up. It looks less slutty now. That's what I think every time I see it. Man. Troy, what do you think of it? The super? I, I, I think it's awesome. I, I think um, I think it was is a brilliant. Well, I mean, you can also argue the whole thing about you know the taxpayers are funding everything for the billion dollar owner of the Saints well, and everything. Well, there is but that, I suppose. I guess you could go there, but I, from a cosmetic perspective, I think it's beautiful. If you go in it, it's much better than it's ever been. Well, so that's true. We could transform the LGS ferry into. Although it's nice just to go across it with your bicycle on a Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. imagine if every trip turned into a real slice of New Orleans life and you could get a cocktail and something great to eat, hear some great music, have some comedy improv. Mm-hmm. So where do, do we... Tom, Tom doesn't like that. that. You know okay, what? he's our first naysay. Well, Tom, I'll tell you? my friends. No, I changed yeah. my opinion too. I think we should just get a line of inner tubes with ropes on each side. <laughs> and you know what? Float we'll across. Just, we'll just everybody jump... First 10, first served. Get in your inner tube. I don't know about that on. river. I'm we'll pull you back. The river is, the river is very dangerous. We'll pay, disgusting. We'll pay somebody with pretty big arms, 50 bucks, 50 bucks a day, to just be pulling from each side. That's what we're going to do. That could be the saints in the offseason or the voodoo. Totally. Yeah. yeah you probably need Tom, what do, you th- for what do you got against it, Tom, really, seriously? No, I, I mean... Apart from the commercialization of the fear, but it's either that that's or it's it. going to sink. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know. I mean, I, what I have against it is what you just said. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I don't like the idea of putting advertising on, on the side of the boats, and I don't think everything has to be an event, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, right. people who are not from here or come here get really crazy about this place, you know, I understand that. But, you know, if I see one more sign that says, you know, enjoy the quarter and all that jazz, you uh, know, if you've never uh, been here and you see all that jazz, that might sound interesting to you. But to right. me, it's terrible. Mm. And, you know, we do, we've done a lot of work for a lot of years. And, uh, you know, we, we get a lot of corny headlines that we then rewrite because I don't want to hear those things anymore. So, you know, I, I understand that, that we are a hospitality city and we have to be always entertainers and everything else. But, there, I mean, I wish at some point there would be a limit to it. You know, I mean, I, I would yeah. rather not see it. To answer your question the long way and here's the short way, no, I don't want to see it. It's too commercial. Well, the streetcar goes up and down St. Charles Avenue and so on and down Canal Street and no one has commercialized that. That seems to somehow pay for itself. Well, there are there are uh, billboards on the side of the streetcars. Well, that but that doesn't offend of, you too of, badly. No, does they're, it? they're they're not overdone, you know. But so I, why I, couldn't we put those on the? Well, it, you know, it would it would if someone's going to pay for for that. I mean, I would think they want it as large as possible, you know. Then you have to figure out like how is it going to sit on the side, you know, and everything else. That's all. I just I have this feeling oh, it's going to. I don't get think overdone. it'll go on. I don't think it'll go on the bottom. It'll go have to go on the top <laughs> one along with the bridges because the bottom is pretty <laughs> low in the water. You have to go on the top, and I was thinking like you know neon. <laughs> okay, then you got it. Okay, and that's great. Now, that's good, okay, right? Okay. As a design. The Mercedes Benz. Uh, How cool would that be? Who yeah, makes those right. engines? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, Who that's makes great. the engines on the yeah. thing? Volvo. I think Sea-Doo would probably be a good way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, wait. So I'm with you. But uh, my question is, you know, I think it's one of the most charming things in the city, but I'm a local. And, you know, the other stuff has either bored me or been over-commercialized. So do you think that the ferry is valuable enough to tourists that we could save it uh, yeah you know i really don't know i can't i don't know how many tourists uh, go across yeah. I, I love the ferry you me know? too and uh, i we rode it last year i think once you know but it was great to do it mm -hmm. so i like the idea that it's quiet mm -hmm. you know that you don't have to have musicians or any strolling musicians or anything else what I mean, about a know? food truck wouldn't you like to have a taco <laughs> no so uh, there's some, some things I think I don't like changing, of it, yeah. you know, and there's something really nice about that. And I understand that some things have to change. And I'm not that offended by Mercedes-Benz uh, super, super Dome, but, you know, you, to think that you have to always say that proper name every time you refer to the Dome if you're an announcer. You don't an have announcer. to. Oh, if you're an no, announcer. No, I mean, you what know, about the New Orleans speaking. Jazz and Heritage Festival presented by Shell? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. How fucked up is that? I mean, I yeah. don't know why people say that. You don't have to say that, but they somehow mm -hmm. they do say it. Well, the Times Picayune doesn't have to write that if they write anything. But they still call it the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival presented well, there, by Shell. Well, there are non-profits, and I'm not, I'm not right. justifying the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. We've done a lot of work for them, too, Presented but, by but, Shell. But there are, <laughs> there are a lot of non-profits who can't exist or, or do what they have been well, doing. Well, we're talking about the without, ferry is the same a, way, right? a sponsor. You know, I'm just saying that they're, they're, you, know, you, you make your pact with whoever you want to make your pact with, and you, they, but there has to be some sort of moderation. That's all I'm well, saying. Well, Tom, help us out with the ferry and be the voice of reason then. <laughs> you can sell us when we're going too far. It has to go. It's going to take the whole we're of New Orleans. If everyone's going to put in a dollar, then everyone has to be in. Everyone's yeah, going to have to I put in three that. bucks, probably, because it's mm -hmm. going to cost $3 million. Uh, it's only a million. Let's do it. I think we I got think, hung I up on so. the details, though, mm -hmm. of, of, the, of you know, advertising or no advertising. Getting, you know, the crux of the matter is to save the ferry. I think that's really important. I and agree. I think it's awesome that, that Grant, you know, came up with an idea like that. Finally, and right? And it's taken <laughs> off. So, I mean, where, where does one go to contribute to? Well, 
as we speak right now, we have to, we're have we waiting for Kickstarter to tell us that it's okay to have it as a Kickstarter campaign because they have to approve it to make sure that you're, mm-hmm. I, don't know, I guess you're legit or, you know, you're not using it for some untoward purpose or you, I think that you can't use it for some social cause. You're not, you have to do it for a business. Or, so we're waiting for them to say, okay, but by the time you hear this show, hopefully Kickstarter will have said that it's okay. So you can go to kickstarter.com and then it's called Buy the LGS Ferry, I think, the name of the Kickstarter campaign. Or to be sure... Go to our Facebook page, it's New Orleans, IT apostrophe S New Orleans, and the info should be there. That's where it is so far anyway. So you'd think we could pull it off. It would be hilarious if we actually do it. That's, yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, have you noticed that everyone's it's turned... really cool. Isn't it's it? really cool. It's really cool. awesome. Have you noticed that everyone's turned purple? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there some sort of a storm? Oh, yeah, it's oh, the blue, blue light up there. Ah, it's the light. Casa Borrega. Ah. You know, wow. even if we blue buy the ferry oh, and we orange. can't afford the gas, we at least we got a ferry we can throw parties on. <laughs> That's the thing. It's a party boat. Yeah, Boomtown Casino has a good time and they don't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Party boat. Hey, talking of good time, who's going to play a song? Andrew, you want to play something? Yeah, yeah, sure. Come on. All right. Okay. <laughs> Andrew, what are you going to play? Oh, do you want to hear a song about California or a song about New Orleans? New Orleans. How about one about the ferry? It's called It's New Orleans. I wish I had that already. Yeah. All right. I'll do one about New Orleans. Since, uh, this is my Hurricane Katrina song. If uh, you're from New Orleans, you might know that Webster's Dictionary has d- adopted hurricane song as anybody who had a guitar that survived the flood wrote a song like this. But uh, yeah, so um, this one's mine. It's called I Miss My Home. No metaphor there. It goes like this. Something I still believed in Yeah, I remember when There was something I still had faith in But I miss my happy home Oh, my city law Oh, sweet southern street Wanna feel that river wind on my face again That's all that really matters to me don't get me wrong, I'm the son of a Christian man But God damn, I miss my home That's the church where I used to go It's barren and caved in All but the people that came To hear the gospel sing Gonna be back to sing those songs again I miss my happy home Oh, my city law Yeah, that's where I'll be When I'm growing old All my stories told About sweet New Orleans You don't get me wrong I'm the son of a Christian man 
God damn, I miss my Don't get me wrong, I'm the son of a Christian man But God damn, I miss my home Sorry, a little out of tune, but yeah, we got that, it's got it covered It can still make you depressed that Oh yeah, you know Thinking about that kind of My forte, Grant You've got some happy songs as well It's amazing how did you guys feel the same thing? That it just takes you back to that terrible feeling. Yeah. Thanks, Andrew. That's uh, yeah, sure. You bet. <laughs> that's really, that. that's really cheered us all up. Happy hurricane uh, season, everybody. Yeah, happy <laughs> hurricane season. Hey, good news by the way. This just in: hurricane season's canceled. Sweet. All yes. Right. It's news. all over, so don't worry about a thing. Right. Right. It's getting dark and raining. Yeah, right. It's really yeah. strange. Yeah. There's already some right sort now. of a hurricane out there, apparently. Hey, listen. Um, on Sunday, if you listen to this in time. On Sunday, June the 9th, there's a benefit going on in Slidell for a guy called John Pizarro, who was a NOPD law officer and a lifelong Slidell, Louisiana resident. Well, he was on duty with the NOPD on Saturday, February 23rd, when he answered a call uh, at a New Orleans do- Dollar General store. When he walked in the store, there was a guy there with a gun who shot him wow. a number of times and left him paralyzed from the chest down. So John Pizarro's friends and family have got together and they're organizing this benefit to help with his expenses that he and his family are going to occur for now and forever into the future. The show is Sunday the 9th at the Heritage Park in Slidell behind the Highway 11 train station. There's music all day from a bunch of bands, including The Blend, Exit Plan, Chicken on the Bone, and Cowboy Mouth will be there as well. Uh, it's 20 bucks to get in. The gates open at 11 a.m. Uh, the tickets are available right now if you want to buy them ahead of time at all three Slidell branches of the Whitney Hancock Bank. And if you'd like to help out and do anything, and I see the guys who are on the show also are going to be the guys from um, the Haunted Show, the Cajun, the Cajun uh, Ghost Hunter guys. Not familiar. You remember those? Maybe guys? I heard Weren't about this. Here? Yeah, Weren't yeah, you yeah. Here for that show, were you gone for? I don't know show? if I was, but I, th- I think I, I think you told They've me. They've got about a it, show yeah. about ghost hunters called Cajun Ghost Hunters. Mm-hmm. Something like they're great guys. What's that? Deep South Paranormal. Deep South Paranormal. Thanks. By the way, do you see the lightning now, everybody? Uh, so anyway, Thanks, Andrew. they're going to be there at the show as well. And uh, um, so, if you want to help with the, out with this uh, rock and strong for Johnny, it's called the John Pizarro benefit. You can call Tina St. Clair or Pat Huseman at 985-290-3239. 985-290-3239. It's Sunday, June the 9th. And if you listen to the show after that time and you didn't get there, and you can still call those numbers or go to the Slidell branch of the Whitney Hancock Bank and help them out. Cool. That's one thing that New Orleans do for each other, that's for sure. That's right. Just come out and, and play. Yeah. I'll tell you what one thing's cool, though, is whenever there's a benefit to be had or something, they always call the musicians first. Mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of heartwarming to me that, you know, you, and we, we try to do them especially like two or three times a year. Some, you can't do all of them, but you get people that, you know, when something chips are down, man, can you come out and play and help us raise money? And it's a way of, you know, a lot of musicians I know give back, so... Do you ever have a bride who can't afford a wedding? Um, that's when they hire a DJ. No, I mean a band. I mean in your other life as a wedding planner, as a Wait, not a wedding the, planner, as a bride. Say, w- w- say the question as again. Someone who's like a, who wants to get married. I mean a woman who yeah. wants to get married to make it a special day, and she, you know, she doesn't have the money to do that. 
Yeah. So there must be tons of people in that uh, category. You know, How do you make a special wedding when you don't have well, any? Well, mm. I got married 15 years ago, and I played a, uh, a, a dance for St. Christopher CYO, and they didn't pay me. They let me use the parish hall the following Saturday to have my wedding in. So the day of my wedding, I was rolling, I was in Schwegman's buying two liters, you know? <laughs> so, but again, to me, there's a big difference between a wedding and a marriage. You don't have to have a million dollar wedding to have a beautiful marriage. I love my wife to death and we got married in a parish hall that cost nothing. We did it all ourselves, you know? So but was it a cash bar? Did you do cash bar? <laughs> <laughs> I should have, but, uh, you know. No, it, but, but, you know. But that you is romantic, point. of course. But, but your business is the, is the bridal business, is sure. the bridal expo and the bridal magazine sure. turns it, on people spending crazy amounts of money. In my opinion, uh, a, a, a father, and, and I am a father, I have two small boys, but a, a father will find the money to give his daughter the wedding. And that's, I, I hate to sound cynical, but that's what's great about the wedding industry from people that are in it. As soon as Katrina happened, you know, I mean, we all had to leave. And then three weeks later, the brides are calling. My wedding's back on. You got to get back in town. So, I mean, that industry is always going to flow. And there's a lot of good people in it. And it's a very rewarding job to have. It really is. Do you get invited to a lot of weddings? No, I'm always working. I work seven days a week between the magazine. But you've never worked a day in your life. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, Michaela, you want to play one more song? Yes. Sure. Come on, then. Let's get that organized. Here. All right. Okay. What are you thinking of playing? Look at this drink you've got here, Troy. You've made this last this tiny little thing. It is. It's mineral water. Awesome. Mineral I it was water. Some <laughs> from Mexico. I thought it was tequila. <laughs> mm. That'd be nice. Here, I think yeah. turn this around. You turn that okay. around, yeah. Okay. Probably a good mixer yeah. with tequila, Shake though. <laughs> Not the stuff here, though. Hugo at Casa Borrega has great tequila. He's got some amazing tequila here. All right. uh, This song is not on my AP. Um, It's actually the first song I wrote when I moved to New Orleans. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I... So I moved up... Moved down here, actually, from Wisconsin and where I went to school. And I was deciding between Nashville, Austin, and New Orleans. And I hadn't been to the other two places, so I went there alone just to kind of check it out didn't really know anyone in either place and uh, the song the first verse was written on on the plane to Nashville the second one was I think on a bus in Austin and then the bridge I wrote as soon as I got here so it's kind of a little background of the, the, the song and it's called in this moment
felt when you got here this is what your soul had been searching for yeah this place yeah I it's it's, it's just so inspiring here everyone no matter what they're doing they just enjoy what they're doing from the people that I've met I have not met everyone but well, you've got I, a I like it here a lot I have to say that that uh, it, it takes huge balls to write songs from a really really deep personal perspective and that that was gorgeous thank you Nice balls. Nice yeah. balls. <laughs> yeah. Huge thanks balls. Guys. <laughs> she, laid guys. It, she laid them out there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Michaela, thanks for coming back on the show again today. Thank you for having thanks me. Thanks for bringing your really piano. Exciting. Tom yeah. Farisco, thanks for joining us as well. My pleasure. Troy Marks, good luck with your new album. We're looking forward to hearing that. We'll Thank have to have you, so you back when you've made it. Uh, I'd love to. And see what that sounds like. We're looking forward to hearing that's all your original stuff as well. Absolutely, yeah. Huge balls. Huge balls. Okay. Andrew Duhon, thank you for bringing your balls over here hey, as well. Hey, good to be back. So are my balls. Good to have you. <laughs> good to have you back. That's Happy Hour for this week from Central City, New Orleans, live at Casa Borrega. I'm Grant Morris. Thanks for joining us. Our show is produced by Graham DuPonte and Trish Kaufman. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Owner is our music director and our web designer. And link to the real world out there, which is now some sort of a thunderstorm by the look of it, is Dr. Cliff Brigden, Mitch Foreman. 
wrote and is playing the theme song here you're hearing in the background. The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. PreSonus makes some of the best audio electronics around, including Studio One music production software, Studio Live digital mixing consoles, Eris Studio monitors, and much more. You can visit PreSonus.com for more information about all that. If you'd like to be on our show, drop us a line at itsneworleans.com. Well, our website uh, is itsneworleans.com. The email address is there. You have to be able to sort of sit around. Also, if somebody could find me a drink before the next show. <laughs> that would be awesome. You can check out our other happy hours. There's tons more to listen to on our website, as well as our other shows, Out to Lunch with Peter Rusciutti, which is live from Commander's Palace, where you can find Michaela as well. Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. True to the Game with the fabulous Chris True and Tammy Nelson, who you can also see performing on the LGS Ferry very soon. Uh, when we're now show about the New Orleans Vietnamese community and Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. You can keep up with us by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Sign up for our mailing list. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher, thanks for subscribing and take a moment to rate and review us. That would be great. Our show, as we said, is recorded live at Casa Borrega, a brand new bar, restaurant, and music venue in Central City on Aretha Castle. I can't say Aretha yeah, Castle Haley don't Boulevard. Don't roll the Aretha. Don't even try that. Okay. Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard in Central City right now. Right up from Cafe Reconcile. Happy hours of production of I Know Broadcasting. For itsneworms.com, for Andrew Duhon, my sidekick here on Happy Hour. For Mitch Foreman on piano, everyone sitting around here at the table. At Casa Borrega, Hugo Montero, who's our genial host. Thank you very much. We'll see you back here on Happy Hour next time. Until then, bye-bye.